2: shades and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45%, up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
1: We had a radu on Twitter saying that, uh, or asking shouldn't Sam Merrill be in the three point contest at the all-star game. Listen, I know that they try and get as many like Steph Curry's and as many of those guys, I kind of look at Sam Merrill as having like his Mac McClung moment where last year, you know, Mac was in the G League and they invited him up to be part of the dunk competition. I, I think he's actually going to be back this year. I would kind of love it if Sam Merrill would be in the three point competition because the dude just, just rakes, man. Like he just, he just has that, that you
0: know the percentage. Is that real? Do you know who's leading the league in three point percentage? Who, who's that? Grayson Allen. That dude. Do you know? What a year he's having. Yeah, he is. He's doing He's good. shooting 48% from three. Yeah. 48.
1: And here's the thing. All of us are racking our mind right now to say mean things, like like some reason to I, I, discredit I, I him. I just remember
0: back in the day when Adam used to hate the guy and rip on him every single day and yeah. say that he was a dirty player and he probably was in college, whatever, it doesn't matter. But like, uh, guys are like a really good NBA player.
1: He is. He's actually turned into a really nice rotational player who gets dealt every two years. So yes. Yeah.
0: Sam Merrill this year has taken 178 shots. 153 of them have been from beyond the
3: arc.
0: <laughs> and he's shooting better from three than he is from inside the three-point line. I actually
1: do. And listen, I don't expect the Cavs to make a move at the, the deadline this year. Um, I think they have to figure things out with their roster as it is currently constructed. And I think they actually have all the pieces they need this year unless it is like a we're finally gonna decide between Jarrett and Evan or we're finally you know you know what I mean like where it's it's a foundational question that you can answer and maybe have a, a player that has a better fit with your core that's the only way but like they don't need like the idea of, oh well you got to find your 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 Kyle or your Channing Fry this year I I mean, I, I think outside of, like, in Mac floated, Karis Levert for P.J. Washington in Charlotte. And I can see why you would want to do it. I, Charlotte's a little different. I don't know whether they'd want Karis or not. But, I, like, that's the kind of deal that maybe makes sense. Nice rotational player for nice rotational player.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, so much of what the Cavs need to do is just figure out what they can actually fall back on. Because... You're going to be working Evan and Darius back at either the best or worst time of the year, which is your, you know, you're you're trying to get your team ramped up for the playoffs, while also build good habits, while also find out who you truly are. And my ultimate fear in this this stretch run here, now that they've won eight straight, is that the second Darius and Evan come back, I think you're going to have problems with that identity thing. I think you are caught between being who you are right now, Mm -hmm. which is a team that is just... Well, I say not who you are right now. Who you were, the two teams that you tried to be at the beginning of the season. You tried to be an uh, up-tempo, three-point shooting team at the beginning of the season, while also some nights trying to be a defensive shutdown team. I don't know you can do both things. I thought it was interesting because... (laughs) It's tough to say that in the midst of an eight-game winning streak, right? Like the the some of this is just let's just enjoy the damn thing. But that rent is coming due. That conversation is going to have to happen, and it's likely going to happen and start happening when Darius comes back, uh, which should happen over the next couple of weeks here. And so I thought it was interesting. While you and I both agreed, like oh, there's a part of me that just wants to enjoy what the Cavs are doing. There's a part of me that is just it's tough to talk about Donovan's future when you watch Donovan do what he's doing every given night, because there's no way that that answer doesn't end up being deflating. Because it always feels like, especially when you have a player that that has already stated previously he wanted to go somewhere else when he was traded here, it it almost feels like you allow the end game to dictate what you're doing now. Yeah. But Jeff Phelps today, at the start of their show, talked about the Cavs – situation that they're in right now and the situation they're going to be in once they get their guys back.
4: They're showing that they – this sounds terrible. You don't need Darius Garland to win games. You don't need Evan Mobley to win games. You don't necessarily need Donovan Mitchell to win games. All three of them together doesn't work as well as when one of them's out, at least yet. Hmm. So what do you do? I'm going to Donovan Mitchell if I'm Kobe Altman, and I'm getting his agent on the phone and saying, you know what? If we want to win a championship here, we got to make a move. And I want to know: Are you in or out? Are you in or out? What's he saying? I don't know what he's saying. I would think I Donovan, guess What are you putting on the tables? I would think Donovan would want to see free agency. He's allowed. You know, this is his second team. He's had a big contract. If he says that, though, I want to see free agency. Then, then I'm going to trade couple, him. Yeah. Then, then I'm to. going to trade him. And if he says I'm in, where do I sign? I'm trading Darius Garland.
1: I thought that last part was pretty interesting. If Donovan tomorrow said, "Hey, I'm in, and I'm going to resign here, and I, I understand why you're asking this question now, and I'm going to buy all in," which I don't think he would. I think he would give you the answer of, "We'll talk when I get to free agency." Right? I I, I just think I I, do, I think it's that's where Donovan is. I think he understands the power of his own um, power, as it were. And I think he kind of needs to see things play out. But I think what Jeff is highlighting is what feels like no man's land for the Cavs, right? And, and that is Donovan is the guy that if you wanted to win a championship now, you would make a move with Darius because of the overlap in their skill set. And if you decide to put Darius on the open market tomorrow, it is tough to explain the kind of value that he would bring you in a trade. Um, the same thing goes, by the way, with with Jared and Evan. Like, Evan it should be the bedrock of what you're going to do the next five to ten years. But right now, the better and more consistent player in the role that they both occupy, some of this is just how Jared is built, a little bit bigger than Evan, uh, Jared's the better player to win right now with. And so you could split the difference and maybe keep Donovan and uh, Evan and just hope that, you know, you can bring as much out of Evan as you possibly can as soon as humanly possible. But, like, I do, like, this is – this was always – I don't want to say the downside. This was always one of the possibilities when you traded for Donovan, that you could get a year and a half in and you could be kind of mired in, well, we're kind of this team when the two guys are on the court together, Donovan and Darius – and we're we're probably better when they're not on the court at the same time.
0: And I think that's it, it, a, that's it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like you would think that having like three of the better players in the league on the court at the same time, you'd be able to to like have success and win. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. Like they're better when someone's out.
1: Well, I think what's frustrating is um I understand how the math is difficult when you have two ball dominant guards but yet This is not the first time this has happened. Everybody's pointed out the run that that Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum had forever. Uh, They made it work. Other ball-dominant situations have worked. I'm going to give you an extreme, but LeBron and D. Wade in Miami. It wasn't always perfect, but it didn't hold you back. And I I, I don't think the Cavs will ever be (coughs) honest about this because they don't have to be. And I don't know that they truly know the answer, but I would love – to get an understanding of why it has been so hard to marry what Donovan and Darius do and find a way to soften the overlap and get the most out of both players. And I think back to the 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 Knicks series. I mean there was there were there were second half of games where Donovan Mitchell is your best player and Darius Garland is bring the ball up the court. There's no movement on the court around these guys. uh, Donovan's going to the opposite side of the court and just kind of sitting there above the three-point arc. I I have some pretty strong takes about what that says about coaching. (laughs) And, like, I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to turn this all back into, like, bash JB, but it seems like the Cavs have been bailed out a little bit here with his eight-game winning streak. Because all of a sudden, Cavs fans are where I am, which is I just want to sit back and watch Donovan Cook. I don't want to ask myself the big, difficult questions. But, you know, I said that thing about, well, you're kind of in a spot where you don't need another body on the Cavs right now. If anything, your problem might be you have too many bodies. Um, But I don't know definitively because the head coach is doing the same offense that he has the last year and a half. And I realize that that might be unfair because we haven't seen Donovan and Darius together in about four or five weeks. I don't care. It's not about fair. It's not the Fairness Association. It's a Basketball Association. And it feels like Kobe and the Cavs want to have this thing of, well, we're not going to make a decision on either of our redundancies on the roster, which are Jared and Evan and Darius and Donovan. And I understand wanting to just say, well, let's just let, let's keep rolling the ball out there and see what happens. At the same point, they continue to back JB. And that's where the fear is. Because ultimately, like what, what Jeff said there, the ultimate fear is that you're going to get to a point where all of a sudden you no longer control the situation. You no longer win you control who stays and who goes. And somebody forces your hand, likely Donovan Mitchell. And...
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
1: It'll be a massive failure if you get to that point without trying something different at head coach or trying something different with these four best players. Whether that means trying that the Karis LeVert, P.J. Washington thing we talked about, whether that means um, trying to package Struce and and Yang and and Sam Merrill and a couple of these pieces together or, or Struce and Karis together, I'm, that doesn't sound like a great idea. I'm just throwing ideas together, packaging three players together to get a good, you know, uh, one player who's as good as the three is. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what the right answer is, but I do know uh, this whole bury-your-head-in-the-sand philosophy, which it seems like the Cavs are are doing right now, mm-hmm. I think is the worst thing you can be doing.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't understand what, what's going on. But it's fun to watch them win right now. It just it, it sucks because you know at some point all these guys are going to be back healthy, and most likely they're going to start playing crappy again because that's just what happens.
1: I don't know that they're going to be – I don't know. I, they have so much success as a team. I don't know that they're going to go back into the tank. Because I think some of the early season stuff with, you're right. where they were like one game below, uh, above 500, I think some of that was just, it was the perfect confluence of events. Injuries, guys, it's like two two ships passing in the night. You never really get a chance to see guys on the court at the same time. So like I think some of that it was that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think winning becomes more difficult if there's no way to resolve. One way is to trade guys. Another was to try like an offensive system, which – this team promised everybody in Cleveland they were gonna do, and then I think abandon about three games into the season because, you know, that sort of thing is real tough. And I don't know. I, I don't I don't see it just fixing itself. And that's where I think that's where my fear is. Cause if if you just let it fester, if you just let it go on, one, I don't think it's great for Darius and Donovan's relationship or any relationship, any professional relationship, when things fester, it's not good, guys. And then, and by the way, it's not just Darius and Donovan; Evan and and Jared too. But I think, I think you're going to find yourself back in the playoffs with the same damn question: the same. Oh well, why? Why does the offense look like crap? Well, because the game changes in the postseason.
2: Great,
3: Bill. Thank
1: you. Welcome to the show. What you got for us?
3: Hey, uh, good. Uh, no, I just wanted to talk about what has changed at many levels is the fact that the offense has changed significantly at the first, it was a high pick and roll with Darius and uh, the the other guard. And what's happened now is, is they have moved uh, uh, Allen to be the kind of the focus, the fulcrum of it all. And what I, what I want to bring up the fact is, is I don't think you should bring up Mobley in this discussion Mo uh, Allen was number 6 on the list of offensive options before these injuries happened number 6 and the issue is is they're using an offense right now that's very similar to what Chicago Bulls used when they had when they had Jordan and that is they used the center as the point point person and they would run off of it so that there'd be movement on offense and they're having movement on offense. When they had Darius and Donovan, they weren't moving. And that's why Merrill's effective. I will even state, I think this Porter kid is a better guard long-term than Darius because he's a, he's a dog. He is tough. He gets in the paint. He rebounds. Darius is not a championship caliber going into the playoffs type player. Because he doesn't like to play defense. He just wants to shoot.
1: Bill, we appreciate your call. Thanks, I, I don't think I agree with uh, a fair amount of it. Um, specific to the Sam Merrill thing, being a better fit than Darius, I just can't wrap my head around that. Darius is one of the 20 most From exciting young, young players Come on. in the NBA. That doesn't mean, by the way, he's untradeable. It doesn't mean that there aren't real fit issues. And I do think there's something to be said about, Darius and Donovan and their overlap being the reason why you don't have a lot of movement around those guys, which all of a sudden turns good threes into bad threes. But I'll say this. What I will say is, to the credit of the Cavs, since I put them on blast, I don't I don't think it's an easy fix from here. If, if Darius and, and Evan come back and you're still fighting uphill and it's still more difficult to win, you're still going to win. But it's more difficult to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think the 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 ways that you can fix this going forward are gonna get tougher and tougher the longer you wait.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You here! Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.